Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Holtcast. Chuck Grimsey alongside Robert Lintot, as always. And actually some good news around Villa, Robert. New manager and maybe some new life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, you know, and exactly the person we sort of expected when we podcasted last week. Um, and that doesn't make it any less good news. Uh, last week, I think you and I came down on the side that guard looked like a good hire. Are you, are you still okay with that thought? Yeah, we, we thought Remy Guard was going to be the right guy, and I'm, at least I still think so. There's no reason not to think so, at least anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, we did lose our first match with him in charge. Yeah, but he wasn't really in charge. He was, <laughs> he was kind of just the guy, the guy to be in the stands and look mad the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. Thus far, I have seen, I don't know, we have Getty images available and whatnot. I have seen one image of Remy Gard with a smile, and that was the one where he was holding the kit from Villa. Yeah, I, I guess there's that one. I was going to say the one that, that the official site put up of him, he did not look happy in that one either. No, he looks perpetually pissed off, which is, I think, kind of what this team needs. Um, I mean, you'd hope so by by looking at where the team are and the job that you're going to have to do. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think it's a. I think it will be a joy if we get a manager in who's just pissed off. Um, it strikes me as if that kind of manager has the potential to be really divisive in the clubhouse. Um, but I don't think he's the kind of manager that will alienate everyone. I think he's the kind of manager that will alienate four or five people who probably don't want to work their asses off. Yeah, maybe some players like Julian Lescott, who was one of the Sherwood favorites, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although, to be fair, as much as I slag off Lescott, it doesn't seem like he has an attitude problem or anything. He's just bad. <laughs> no, but he may he may just feel that he had now earned his place in the team, and if he gets dropped, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. No way for anyone at this point to think they've earned their place in the team. He does have some past beef, though, Robert. Yeah, past beef. Well, guard does. Guard's new fitness coach does. Um, yeah, sorry, I should have said there is some, some. Yeah, yeah. Guard himself, I don't think has any past beef because I'm not sure if guard really knows anyone from the club. Um, but yeah, we brought on the same fitness coach as the as. My God, it's early That's in the weird. morning, and yeah, thank you. The same fitness coach as we had under Julier. Words are not working this morning. I'm sorry. Um, but Robert Duverne, and he apparently pissed off a bunch of the Villa old boys at the time, including Gabby Ekbon Lahore. Who wasn't really that old at the time. It was more like James Collins, I thought. Yeah, like, it's true, but for some he's reason... Like, he's even, like the only person who's around still. Even back then, um, you always got the sense that Gabby was sort of a Villa fixture. Because he grew up with the club, and he had this long story. Like he was a guy that had been there since the beginning of time, and would be there until the be- in the end of time. Well, the thing is, he used to be good too. <laughs> and then who came in and put on all, all the weight? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Gabby had beef with Robert Duveran, and a little part of me hopes that he's still a little bitter because he hasn't been good. Having an excuse to drop him would not be a bad thing. Or having something maybe to motivate him. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I think it can go either way. Um, but the bringing on of Duverne and the fact that he's already had some issues with the club, although only one player at this point, the fact um, really shows that Guard is not unwilling to rock the boat here. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's what, what the club needed. Yeah, 
Um, absolutely. I, and like uh, what what Matt Ferencik wrote on the site is at least they're doing something. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're they're not going to go down without a fight. Yeah, we could have sat idly by and just watched this whole thing go down. We could have kept Tim Sherwood for a longer time. We could have hired a Brendan Rodgers. I don't think Brendan Rodgers would have been bad, but I don't think he would have had what it took to right the ship here. Yeah, maybe if the club had eight points or something. Yeah, exactly. It's it's. I don't know. It's There's a lot of risk in Remy Gard. I think there is a decent chance that this entire thing could backfire. Um, yeah, but, but for once, you we saw the management get it spot on with the contract. He's, he's only here until the end of the year, and then they'll have talks again. Is that true? No. I hadn't seen that. I thought I saw that he had like a three-year contract or something. Oh. Uh-oh. So keep talking. I'll look up his, his yeah, contract. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's actually worth renewing. Um, I'd seen that. That was talked about. But um, anyways, we saw that useless match against Spurs because Kevin McDonald doesn't really know how to pick a team. And Gary Neville and Gary Neville say it's or said it's out of protest. But I don't know. Do you think it was? Do you think that was it, Robert? I don't think so. I mean, McDonald looked interested in the sidelines when Villa put their little thing together towards the end of the match. There, he seemed excited about it. Um, and what kind of a – who would pick a crappy team out of protest? I, I don't get that. I um, agree. I think it's more of that he doesn't spend – or didn't spend as much time with the senior side Yeah. as any other coach. But Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it, it's tough. He, he was unequivocally bad in his two matches at the head, uh, but he's done so much for this club elsewhere. He stepped in when he's been asked to – it's hard to be too angry at Kevin McDonald, but thank God he's gone is basically the idea here. Yeah, exactly. It couldn't have it couldn't have gone worse, really. I mean, Southampton didn't really matter, and Spurs are, Spurs are actually pretty good this year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just to clarify, according to the Guardian, uh, Remy Gard is at Villa Park until the end of the 2018-19 season. Oh, okay. Sorry. Four four year contract or three and a half year contract, I suppose. At this point. Um, but, I mean, I'm not sure if that's anything that can be done about. I think at this point, a four-year contract is just the name of the game, I guess. Unless you're hiring Dick Advocat. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's it's an encouraging appointment because it's not someone who's there just to bail them out. Yeah. Um, so. Sam, you know. Yeah, it's... I, I think it'll be a smart move. I... I really do worry that this has the chance to backfire because he might just anger everyone at the club and then get protest. But I think it's the best chance to actually get something out of this season and maybe build something going forward. Yeah, and I mean, with with the young talent that the team has invested in, it makes sense to have a coach like this who's worked a lot with the youth at Lyon. Yeah, and has worked in the kind of a system that we're kind of building, you know, the system with a director of football, the system in which uh, he's not entirely in charge of the purchases and he has to work with what he's given, um, which was Sherwood's biggest weakness this year. He didn't work with the talent that he was given. Or maybe he didn't spend the money he was given the right way. Yeah. Um, you know, spending any money on Lescott wasn't a good idea. As much as I thought it was a, a great decision to send Nathan Baker out on loan, mm -hmm. and, I mean, it was still a pretty good decision, but he's got to be better than Lescott. Yeah, it's true. Um, 
that said, I I get that people are angry about Lescott. The only thing that angers me about Lescott is the fact that he's being used. For $2 million, he's probably an overpay, but the money was there, whatever. I, I don't think buying Lescott um, was so much the problem as relying on Lescott to be a starting member of that defensive line is a problem. Yeah, if he's, I mean, if he's not in the game and he's not actively hurting Villa, it doesn't really, the money doesn't really matter, I guess, but... Yeah, and I mean... When, when you have a tight budget, the point I'm trying to make is every, like, every little step just throws you off by that much more. Like, I think Ali Sissoko has to be a better left back than Kieran Richardson. Yeah, probably. Maybe it was just the fact that you could get a loan deal for him and get, get some money for him, and you say, oh, well, we can we can risk it on this one. But if Amavi, Jordan Amavi struggled a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was mishandling all along. And, and it seems, you know, if those reports from three or four weeks ago are to be trusted, that it was because Sherwood didn't want to work with what he was given by, you know, the scouting director, by the people in charge of bringing in new talent. That's a fundamental difference that can't be overcome. Um, and we've already seen signs that he was stupid to do so. When Jordan Ayew gets to play and gets to play in a position where he's not stuck in a corner somewhere, he looks great, just like he did uh, against Spurs. Yeah, he he looks like one of the one of the, I mean, the best attacking threat we have right now. One of the best players in the team, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he he got that goal against Spurs. On, yeah. Yeah, that goal against Spurs was absolutely beautiful. A great move that he created almost entirely by himself. And then about four minutes later, he sent one two or three inches over the bar on a really similar move. He's got pace. He's got skills. He's got the ability to get around a player and the ability to get off a great shot. And he doesn't need a strike partner. He can he can go run the ball down himself. Yeah, he seems to have that capability. I still think he's best if he's paired with you know a traditional target man type player. Um, yeah, but I'm think I'm thinking for this upcoming game against Man City before we get ahead of ourselves that I don't think you can play two strikers against Man City. Oh god. Your poor computer is having hey, a day. Sorry. Yeah, no. sorry. Um I was saying I don't think you can play two strikers against Man City. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. Um, well, I mean, I think if you maybe played a Libor Kozak type player, which, holy crap, look at that. We can actually talk about Kozak as a possibility and not sound insane. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing is that everyone, even even in Zagbia, should be getting given a fresh chance. Yeah, under under the new manager, sure. Let everyone give a shot at things. but Except give Carlos Hill the most shots. God, yes. He looked incredible again on Monday. Yeah, and uh, him, I mean, Grealish, Jack Grealish was in that pressing role, and that was obviously the wrong the wrong decision. Yeah, um, and it was, it was too much work for him for the day. And Adam got into a big thing on Twitter over this. Um, but Jack Grealish is, you know, the fitness is there, is is what Adam was arguing. Someone can run like that, but he's not going to be as effective if he's put into a pressing role all day. He's there as the creative player. He's there as the engine for that attack. And if he's forced to press, if he's forced to do all that work, it's taking his focus away from the thing he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. And he needs he needs that energy in case he has to go beat two men on the wing. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so his day was not all that encouraging, but then Carlos Hill comes in and is let to basically be that creative force, and he is an absolute dynamo. He was the biggest bright spot in that Villa attack, and when he paired up with Ayu, there's a lot to be looking forward to there. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree, because when when you like the players are actually being used how they should, mm -hmm. um, it, I mean, it seems to be working. Yeah, absolutely. Unlike it's... my camera. <laughs> <laughs> we can still hear you, though, at least. Um, yeah, it's... It's one of those things that, you know, if they get used correctly, they're going to be fine. If we use the right players, we're going to be fine. As, as you and I have said all season, this team is not as bad as they look. There's a lot of talent there. No, they've, I mean, they've definitely underperformed even for how they've played. And like we've said, it's been just uh, one or two just killer mistakes every match. Yeah, absolutely. And, and... That's the kind of thing that hopefully a new manager can correct. Um, you know, the interesting thing was the thing that seems to be missing so much is the decision-making ability. Um, they've got the skill. They've got the pace. They've got the athletic ability to be a decent team. They're not making the right decisions. They're not making the last final choice. That's something that can be coached. That's something that, you know, you can maybe hope your manager can actually do. Yeah, like, like you're saying, you can't really coach – speed or height, you know, something like that, but definitely the intangibles, knowing the situation better, knowing what to do. Yeah. Um, so let's let's play a little game here. You were Remy Guard sitting in the stands of White Hart Lane. Uh, what three players at this point are not getting a chance this weekend? Mm, Lescott. Lescott, yep. If you want to make an example, you could go with Brad Guzan. Yeah, I think that would be a little tough, though. I'm not sure Guzan was wretched or it's anything. Probably, probably not the the right way to start that. Yeah. With still two months until we can get a new goalie. Mm -hmm. So um, probably Karen Richardson. Yeah. Just because you have a, a young French left back, I think. Mm-hmm. And Gabby, Gabby Belnahar. Yeah, I think so, too. And what players um, are absolutely getting a shot? On the weekend, um, I, I think probably Adama. I don't know. It depends on training. Yeah, but, is it, but going just what you saw at White Hart oh, Lane. Oh, obviously Ayu, Jordan Ayu. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Carlos Sanchez is okay. Yeah, I thought he did a decent job, and Carlos Hill, I think, has to play basically. And Carlos Hill has to play. Um, if if and. Maybe none of those players get the full match either. Maybe he's going to be better about using his subs. I'm okay. I like the idea of Carlos Hill playing 90 minutes, but I'm also okay if we bring Carlos Hill on at the half. It's it's not the best use of him, but it's better than what we've been doing. Yeah, and, and something else along those lines is, I think if you're going to use Rudy Justed, I like him as a sub. Mm -hmm. like yeah. Put him on for 30 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Let him just work his rear end off. Um, yeah. One other player that I think might be a little bit worried, although we don't have the depth, I don't think, for him to be too worried, is Kieran Clark. Clark had a pretty bad day on Monday. Yeah, but what, at first game back, it, it was definitely a, it was a stinker. But Yeah, but I mean, I might be a little worried if I were him. And the fact that Akora played in the U21 match on Monday um, means that Richards and Akora could be a pairing that we see on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think that's 
that might be the best option right now, if especially if we're going to use someone like Hutton at right back or Bakuna. I mean, who knows? Yeah, Hutton had another decent day. I thought um, it's it's getting to the point where he's adequate and he's maybe a little above what I expect, and therefore I'm happy with him most of the time. He's definitely above what what I expect, just because the first season I think he had with us was terrible <laughs> and really set the bar. But if I mean, he's never lost us the match, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, and he works. He works harder than most players on that field. Um, he gets into really good attacking positions. I think he always finds space, like either in line with the the area or just outside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. But, it's really kind of weird to see him show this attacking foresight. He doesn't. And, he doesn't get enough service. I think down there. No, I would agree with that. Um, Although, to some extent, you might expect him not to get a ton of service. He really does need to be creating for himself because we don't really have a great overlapping winger for him over there. Yeah, but I, I feel like defenders just give him a lot of space because they don't think he can do anything with the ball. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right as well. Um, and eventually maybe people will catch on, but hopefully not too soon. Yeah, it's, uh, just, it's just interesting. We'll have to see what, I guess, how Remy Gard feels about it. Yeah. I, use there because... I mean, Bakuna, Bakuna's got some games lately, and he hasn't looked awful. No, he hasn't. Um, he's not looked great either, though. I'm not sure if he's earned a place in the starting 11 at all. Yeah, he was pigeonholed into defensive mid. Yeah, that was a little bit odd. Um, I mean, maybe he gets a place ahead of Ashley Westwood now that Ashley Westwood has had his face knocked in. Yeah, I, uh, think, I think Westwood could use a day off. Yeah. Um, I, I think Jordan Vera, too, is maybe someone who could really break into this team to now also. Yes, I absolutely agree. I think Vera, too, has been criminally underused. Um, that's just that's been the issue here. It's There's so much talent on this team, and I've said that in a couple of places, and people have just basically scoffed. And I think most of the laughter, the derision at that idea, comes from the fact that Villa have looked like junk this year. Go back to the beginning of August when we were looking at what this team looked like, and it looked like a potentially very good team. Yeah, I think Sherwood had them maybe playing at 20% less than their potential. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, uh, and I, even, even at 10% less, it's enough to make you lose matches. Yep. Which, there's been some bad luck. Some, some bounces have gone against us, but... Yeah. And, Spurs on Monday, bad luck or bad playing? Mm, you know, I think I think it was bad luck on that Deli Ali. That was a really good goal. It was, you but know, it's, it's unlucky that it's it's something that a bad team does is concede three minutes into the game and in stoppage time in the first half. Yeah. Um, at, at the end, that Harry Kane goal, they just they just carved Villa apart. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, there might be individual moments of bad luck there, but the fact is, even if you take away a goal, we still had a loss. That was a that was a bad match. It was apart from fifteen or twenty minutes in the second half. There, that was vintage two thousand and fifteen Aston Villa. I mean, you could you could say bad luck that Bakuna strike didn't go in, but then it would have just been heartbreaking to lose it like that at the end. <laughs> yeah, maybe good luck that we didn't actually have our hearts torn apart like that. Yeah. Um, it's And leaves no doubt in the mind probably of Kevin McDonald. Yeah, exactly. Um, is it worth really taking anything from that match? I mean, just, just the performance, I think, of Ayu and of Gabby just being nowhere near the ball. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, IU and well, Hill both showed the, and two were kickoffs. Yeah, that was absolutely terrible. I don't even know what to say about that. Um, and two of them were way the heck back in the defensive third. Yeah, which was weird. Um, yeah, so I I think it was a bad performance all around. But again, I'm not sure aside from individual performance, if there's anything to take away from it, because Kevin McDonald did not set that team up anywhere near what a rational human being would do. And maybe you lose to Spurs no matter what your setup is. Yep, absolutely. Spurs have been great this year. Spurs look like a team who could legitimately challenge for one of those Champions uh, League places. Yeah, especially with the way things have gone at Chelsea, which... Reminds me, I was I was thinking, what if we had w- just waited until Mourinho got axed and see if he would just take the job out of spite? Oh, God. Do you, would you really want Mourinho? If he was serious about it, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I suppose, yeah, my gut reaction now that we actually have a manager is, no, I don't want him, but you're right, if he were plus, available. Plus, when someone just made a really stupid mistake, that would be an amazing press conference. <laughs> Would Gabby Agbonlohar ever play under Jose Mourinho? I don't know. I think he could, I think he could get into his head and just convince him that he's just the greatest human being and like the best the best thing that's ever happened to Villa and just <laughs> maybe just get him to play like a, a maniac like turn like 2010 Gabby. Turn him into Gabby uh, Costa. 20 or 28 Gabby, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and just pull a hamstring every match. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, Spurs, I, I don't think there's much to take from that. I think they're a decent team. I think they played very well. Um, they, they looked really frazzled for that 10 minute period there though. Um, so they're a team that does need some work on their composure, but they did hold it together eventually and Villa, Villa's attack fizzled out. Um, but boy, did they look nervous. Because they were just entirely shocked that Villa were destroying them for that period. Yeah. And it you came know, out of nowhere. It seemed like. Exactly, like the whole game. Just oh, we're like we're battering them out two 0 at half. Like, oh, uh, I got a I got a text from my roommate who's a Spurs fan, and it was like, and so it begins. I was like, oh god, have they scored already? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was pretty awful. Um, and they and they weren't even at full strength without uh, Young Min's son and who else? Chadley, Nasir Chadley, their other winger. Yeah, they're going to be a really Interesting team. Once they get, up I think they're. Speed. I think they're so good because all of their players are at a really similar talent level, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that I mean, Villa, Villa could be. I think. I think it's sim- a similar situation. Obviously, it's a little lower level of talent, but yeah, <laughs> I think what? that's when when you get a really similar core of players. You know, you obviously it's nice to have someone who's maybe if the captain's your best player, but. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, speaking of captains, how about losing our captain 90 minutes before the match? Yeah, that, that was um, very interesting because it looked like he was going to be able to play. He was going to avoid suspension. Yeah. I saw some speculation, and I'm not sure if there was any truth to it, some speculation that uh, Kevin McDonald advised him to take the suspension immediately because apparently he might have had the option to you know, move it over to the weekend because he was already warming up, but advised him to take it immediately so that he could be in the plans once guard came in. Which, that, if it I mean, was true, that would be good. That's the best for the team. That's yeah. the best for the team if he did that. Yeah, and, and I mean, that would be kind of neat if he did. I have no idea if it were true, but that was some K-Mac's, of the... Uh, best best deed. 
<laughs> he was a good office. <laughs> Very um, short stint. But I mean, and that would make some sense. Maybe that was the thinking there. Um, it's just logical enough for me to think it might be a plausible explanation. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think I saw something that said it's because he admitted it or something, and that's maybe just yeah. It's like a plea bargain, you know. Yeah. Okay. One match. Oh, suspend me for the league cup. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm very disappointed not to be able yeah. to play. <laughs> yeah. Unfor I wish he had been suspended for the league cup. That would have been way better. Or sorry, but yeah. yeah. No, it's all right. God, that would have been great if he had been suspended for the league cup instead. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah. Um. We should note, because both Jack and I are having trouble with words today, that it's early. It is about an hour and a half earlier than we usually record this thing, so our apologies if our brains are addled. Yeah. No! Been, uh, uh, been a long, long day. Yeah. Let's look to this weekend against Manchester City. Um, if God became the manager of Aston Villa, do Aston Villa have a chance against Manchester City this weekend? If God can also play himself in the back line. <laughs> Even then, God in the back line and 10 other Aston Villa players, as it stands, do we have a chance against City? Yeah, probably not, but it, it is at home. Yeah. Um, it's one of those matches that I kind of feel badly for guard because it's not going to be able to tell him much, although it may tell him a lot about the attitudes of his player. Um, if Villa can keep it to a 1-0 loss or a 1-2 loss, that would be pretty incredible, I think. Or if they score three goals like like Spurs' final goal and you play well and you don't kick the ball straight to Aguero, you know, that's I'd <laughs> rather see that than just, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, like like you're saying, if, if they can prevent an onslaught, which it very well could be. Although City have kind of slowed since the beginning. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's one of those things where if Villa got a result because of the new manager bump and all that jazz, it wouldn't blow my mind because City have slowed down, we've got a new manager, et cetera, et cetera. Or it could be one of those matches where City have slowed down and this is what they need to get them back into full speed. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. It's the, I mean, the old adage, play Villa if you need a win. Yeah. Um, it. This is the match that was always on the calendar as zero points. So I, and with the brand new person in, I think it would be crazy to be too disappointed in almost any outcome. Yeah, it's it's unlucky. It's in the middle of the very difficult stretch. And the, I mean, the good thing is, is that the, the international break's coming up. Yeah. Um, so he will have some time to work with his team. Luckily, Villa haven't been playing so well that there's many international caliber players. Yeah, I mean, if I'm just saying, they're like, there's no more momentum to lose. Yeah. At this point, if you're Villa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, I mean, it kind of sucks because there's a chance that we lose this and we're still stuck on four points. It's not time to panic too much yet. We're four points off of safety. You know, if if we if we were talking about this in January and you said we were at 16 points and four points off of safety, that would suck. But I don't think anyone would be total panic like we are now. No, no, it's it's definitely not time to panic yet, especially with this stretch. It will end eventually, and we'll have much easier matches. And another thing is, there's there's a lot of really bad teams in England. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Sunderland and Newcastle look terrible. Burnmouth look terrible. Um, yeah, Norwich, for Christ's sake. Yeah, Norwich, Norwich, excuse me, don't look great. Um, Chelsea, real relegation. <laughs> I can't even say what I mean, if, if we would have beat them. God, that would be great. They'd be on eight and we'd be on seven. If we had exactly, they'd be they'd be right in the thick of it. Um, you'll be happy to know in an update from last week that we officially have no more green dots on the BBC table. Yep, <laughs> you saw that coming a mile away. We we got the reds and the grays right now. Um, but it's it's not a a point to panic. I don't think if you said we needed to make up a four point gap at any other point in any other season, you'd go, okay, that'll be tough, but it's absolutely doable to make up four points. Yeah, yeah, it's just they're not going to just start showing up now because it is first against last. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's it'll be tough, and it might be a seven-point gap uh, by the end of this weekend, although I kind of doubt that. Um, I, I can't see Burnmouth doing anything, they've, although they've got to play Newcastle, so maybe that's Burnmouth's chance. Yeah, you got to hope for a draw there. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Then, then a point will be taken out of the equation, basically. Yeah, so a draw for Burnmouth and Newcastle and a win for Aston Villa. God, are we already doing relegation rooting? <laughs> <trip>? <laughs> Do you want me to start that column next week? Yeah. Um, so what are you looking for in this match against City? Because a win is... I mean, it would be amazing. I would love it, but we're not looking for a win. I think we'd be insane if we were. It, even if we were looking for a draw, I think we'd be crazy. What yeah, are again, you like? For? Like you said, just just a performance. Yeah, a performance and good attitude from the players. Yeah, well, I mean, it's we know it's a huge mismatch. I was just looking on who scored, and you know they have the team's strengths and weaknesses. Oh God! As well as playing style. So Villa's strengths are aerial duels and. Which is very strong. Stealing the ball from the opposition, strong. Villa have, let's see, five five traits that are very five traits that are weak and two traits that are very weak. One of which is protecting the lead. Manchester City team has no significant weaknesses. Hmm. Oh goodness, that's it seems like a bit of a mismatch, yeah. But you're right. I think it's a performance we're looking for here. We we can't expect a result. A result would be great. I would love a result. Please don't get me wrong. But I think if I go in expecting a result, I'll come out being ready to cry. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You just can't continue to build yourself up. It's been a really bad year for Villa. Yeah. Uh, what's the ultimate doomsday scenario for you against Manchester City? Um. Again, just a. Uh... Someone makes a horrific individual error, and because that's just really demoralizing for the team, and then we we go into lose like six nil. All right, I would say I would take six nil so long as none of those six were from Fabian Delph. If Fabian Delph scores against us, I think that is the the worst possible outcome. Yeah, that that would be pretty bad. I mean, I don't know if he's going to play though. Even yeah, I hope not. Um, I enjoyed someone online was saying uh, it would be really funny if we didn't boo Delph for the first half and then suddenly in the second half started booing him to really mess with his mind. Uh, and my response was, we can probably do that anyway because there's no way he starts for Manchester City. Yeah, exactly. I, lo- I love that. I, I was just thinking about that as what what probably happened because, it, yeah, who knows if he'll start. But Yeah, or if he'll even play. 
Yeah. Um, it would be great if he just sat on the bench. It would be better still if he didn't even if he were healthy and didn't get named to the eighteen. Yeah. Um, left out of his own, and then he'd have to sit up in the stands. Yeah, if he if he even went, I don't know. <laughs> so. It'd be rough. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not looking forward to the return of the snake. Uh, it's it's one of those things that does worry me though. Like only scored two goals in the Premier League with Villa, and might come in and nick one against us. That would be horrible. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that would definitely be the the worst the worst thing because you know the fans are going to show up. It's Man City big game and first new game manager. Regard. Yeah. yeah, new manager, chance to boo the snake. Uh, yeah, yeah. The stars are lining up. Yeah, exactly. This should be a sellout crowd, I would think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a really a chance for Guard to prove what he's all about to the fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look for at least one smile. That's my that's my thought. We get one smile out of Guard. So, well, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe could be because he didn't even smile at the goal. Yeah, no, I think I think we get a smile when he comes out and waves at the crowd and then mm. goes back into the dugout. Maybe like a cursory sort of full of ennui French smile, but a smile nevertheless. Yeah, the, basically saying, this is the last one you get. <laughs> Enjoy this, because I ain't giving them out like candy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so that's my that's my over-under this week, under on the smiles. Yeah, I, I definitely agree under. Uh, you're over under your traditional over under two point five goals. What are you taking? It's got to be over again. I think almost every Villa game has been. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, what if we move it to three point five? Ooh, I don't know about that. That's that's relying on Villa, probably, maybe scoring one. Hopefully, at least. Yeah, I uh, I, I feel like two point five is getting too easy for you. So I think in the future yeah, you- we have to move it to three point five. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta figure this team's due to score two goals eventually. Yeah, I'll take the over on three point five. All right, I let's could, do it. I could see Villa losing a two-four match that has me actually feeling very pleased. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about entertainment. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I would really, agree with that. Yeah, it'll be Sunday though, of course, and so a chance for—I mean, chance for the whole country to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what everyone in England wants to watch on a Sunday is Manchester City versus the twentieth place team in the league. Yeah, for classic first against last. Yeah, a team with very few fans uh, who are doing really well, slaughtering a team with eh, a fair amount of fans who are uh, having a lot of trouble. Yeah, and it's it's the early game, so that means probably going to be tough if you're on the West Coast. It'll be even eight thirty on the East Coast. What two thirty? Oh God! Two thirty in England and yeah, five thirty on the West Coast. I don't need that. <laughs> but yeah, so early early Sunday for you there. Of course, we'll we'll have all the coverage at seventy five hundred to hold dot com and on Facebook and Twitter. So make sure to follow along, and join the conversation there. And exciting news! If if you're an Android user, we've been approved for the Google Play Store. Robert tells me. Yeah, we're, uh, we've been approved, so the podcast will be up there any day now. Um, they've got to go through whatever their process is. But if you're an Android user of some sort, uh, go to the Google Play Store, and you can subscribe to us in what I imagine is the most logical place. I don't know. I don't have an Android. Um, yeah, probably, unless, yeah. But we're still on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, and YouTube, of course. So thanks for watching and listening, and 
Until next time, for Robert Lintot, I'm Jack Grimsey. Thanks for listening to the whole cast.